Hey guys, hey. welcome to episode 34 of CMD Towers Brews and Builds. I'm uh, Mr. Common number five, and my fellow host once won a staring contest with Ashiok Big Tuck. Oh, I like it. Yeah. Actually, I'm, I used to be shockingly good at that. I think the key is you like relax your eyes and like don't focus. Hmm. But I can't do it anymore. I think it's probably a subset of me not wearing my glasses all the time. That's <laughs> part of that issue. Well, Tuck, how are you doing? I'm okay. Um, you know, all just, funky um, world we're in. It's uh, it's a weird one. I will I will freely admit Monday and Tuesday was uh, pretty bleak at the at the Big Tuck Palace. A um, lot of cuddles with the, with the kitty cat, and uh, <laughs> we did not jam a cat though. So don't worry about that. Um, whatever that means. And yeah, whatever that. Leave it to your imagination. So um, no, I just, I've just kind of been going through the paces and working yeah. away. How about you, man? I've been all right. I did see something kind of funny on the interwebs, the series Season of tubes, tubes. I've been told yes. uh, that in six months, when all this hopefully blows over, everyone's going to finally leave their homes and either a you're going to be an amazing home chef, yeah. Oh, yeah. or b you're going to be an alcoholic. Yeah, I did see that. <laughs> also today, it's been pretty dreary in Kansas, and like, but the weather was so nice. Yeah, it was. And I walked up there, I was like, the sun. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so, that, so that was nice. Um, there's also one where it's like, uh, <laughs> like summer bods are canceled this year. So yeah. that's, I like that a lot. Um, but yeah, you know, um, it's it's a weird time, but I think we're we're gonna we're gonna make it through. So cool. Well, thanks for tuning into our podcast, guys. And this was only able to happen by our awesome producer Squee McGee and his production company Rich Chaos Records here in Kansas City. What up, quarantine Squee? Uh, <laughs> no, it's uh, sanitary Squee. Sanitary there Squee. It's sanitized Squee. Sir. Oh, whatever. <laughs> uh, also, uh, also, comma. Know your place. <laughs> <laughs> I'm doing all right. Uh, shout out to all the entertainment people. I know it's rough. Oh, can't like all concerts, all yeah. bars, restaurants, everybody's closed down. So uh, do your best out there. But you know what? Here since, we are. Since everyone's stuck at home entertainment wise, and like once all this is done, every artist is going to release like 18 <laughs> albums at <laughs> once. <laughs> everyone's going to be on tour. Oh, yeah. They're like, oh my God, I finally have time to write. You're going like, to have like Taylor Swift yeah. opening for Beyonce because like they both <laughs> need to be on tour and make money. You can't hog the stage with Beyonce. Post Malone has time to be current Malone. <laughs> Current Malone. Oh, oh, oh wow. <laughs> that was funny. That's good. That's staying in. Well, if you guys want to know a way uh, to support the CMD Tower team and all the content we put out, head over to our sponsor, level1gameshop.com. They sell magic accessories like the sweet exclusive CMD Tower playmat and Hunter Pack sleeves. They also have a great TCG player store with over a 99% accuracy rating and very competitive prices. And I will just say, you know, obviously LGSs are going to be impacted by this so much yeah. because a lot of their revenue does come from hosting events. And then, yes, you pay your entry fee, but then also usually you get a little something when you're there as well. So if you could head over to, head over to Level One Game Shop, um, you know if they have the stuff, they're going to be competitive yeah. on the price. But you help keep the lights on. Um, another way to help support the show as well is head over to our Patreon, Patreon.com/slash/CMD Tower. We have four different pledge levels, and rewards vary from just getting access to our Discord, uh, which we will start jamming games. We should have actually jamming, already been. Thank you very much. We'll, we'll, jamming we're, games. We're gonna do some half. We're gonna do some hashtag jam life on that. Uh, yeah. So by the time this airs, we will already be doing that. Yeah. So you hop in there. You can play with people from all over the country. Um, we're all getting rigs. Uh, so yeah, <laughs> you can play with us. Uh, and then we even have a, a tier to where we'll give you a CMD Tower signed playmat and sleeves, um, and of course only give 
with what you can afford. Yes. We do understand that a lot of industries, people are getting laid off. Uh, but, you know, obviously any help that you give us, we will be sure to put double that effort into the content. Correct. Um, and of course, the free way uh, to help is just share the content you're already listening to. Uh, help collect or sorry, help recruit others to the collective. There it is. No, I like yes. help collect the collective. Help collect the collective. <laughs> they're already out there. You just got to go find them in their yeah. little pockets. Yeah, um, well, and then also every episode, we do want to give a shout out to the defunct Pink Royal. Yes. And of Fits course, me. stay tuned till the end till you, to get details on how you can win. We now know what the April giveaway will be. A borderless Garouk and Oko from Ooh, Throne of Eldraine. Very cool. So, oh, yeah. yeah, and I believe the Garouk is foil. Not 100% sure. Sure. Uh, but yeah, no, we're going to be giving those away. So the Garouk, I think, is okay. It makes like the wolves. I like I like it in like the bizarro Garouk tribal builds that sure. are floating around, right? But um, the Oko obviously is yes, a yes, absolutely, absolutely quite good. Uh, well, Bruise and Builds is our tech deck series, guys. It's all about the decks that Big Tuck and I have in that Path to 32. Each podcast, we're going to talk about one of our Path to 32 decks, but in a cool manner of brewing beers. So we broke it down into four different categories. The first one's going to be ramp and kind of setting your board state in the beginning of the game. That's the grain build. Yes, and grain's the foundation of any beer. They include both base malts and specialty malts usually in about a 60 to 40 ratio this helps with the color the taste and the most important the alcohol content of a beer decks always need ways to grow stabilize and ramp into your bigger threats and just like a grain profile they're usually a mix of staples and specialty cards the next one's gonna be how does your board interact with the opponents what and what's on their board we're calling that the hot profile yes and hop give the beer its patented bitterness and herbal and floral flavors they grow in a variety of strands and sometimes are included as dry hops Ooh. like this thing we're drinking right here which we'll be talking about shortly. Our hop choices help clear and interact with the board so your deck can do exactly what it wants. And then the next is going to be, how does your deck actually either end the game or help you win the game? That's yeast. Yes, and yeast are living microorganisms that eat the sugar from the grain and poop out alcohol and CO2. It adds the alcohol content and the carbonation. Without yeast, you'd be drinking flat sugar water. And without yeast cards, your deck wouldn't meet the goal of actually winning the game. And then lastly, to kind of wrap up the deck build, we have shenanigans. These can be pet cards and synergies that are in the deck that are just kind of fun. We correlate that to a spice package. And spices are not in every beer, but but they generally help uh, separate a normal stock beer from a specialty one. It could be the pepper that turns a stout into jalapeno stout or the addition of additional spices that turn a porter into a holiday porter. Uh, not every deck has something that really makes it pop, but if it does, this is where we generally talk about it. And then to seal the podcast, we have a bottle capping. These are going to be big Texanized cuts and recommendations to the deck that are under $5, under 50 bucks, and a personal recommendation that has no budget. Only restrictions. We're not going to talk about man-only lands. Just not going to happen. So without further ado, let's get brewing. Today, we're talking Kethis. It's going to be legendary. I do like this. So uh, we were talking before this. Mr. Combo is on fire with the legendary or with the uh titles of the decks if you will so this is my kethis deck i said it was going to be legendary which people who like the show letter kenny might pick up from the saint patty's day episode in season one. Oh, it's kind of a if you will a deep cut but <laughs> I I do, so I do, chuck the slice will get <laughs> yeah, it yeah exactly For thank sure. you um but no this is i do like the legendary very much so yeah yeah um, you're digging in the trash we're digging in the trash trying to figure it out um so this is my abzan deck and this is round two of abzan so um, we I think we also talked offline a little bit about how as we're continuing to go through decks, we're trying to identify decks that one of us have talked about that yep. the, we have the, a very different version of it, right? So yep. for the most part, Abzan's been pretty much dominated until recently by um, Carador. Carador, Gave, uh, and what was the other one? 
I completely forgot. Oh, Doran. Okay. Like those are pretty much like the premier Abzan decks. Um, so I've been trying to fool. I was trying to fool around with and do something different. Um, and as I made mention, uh, the actual adult content creators over at Star City Games, Commander Versus, uh, they had an Anafenza the Foremost deck that was enchantment heavy, and I was like, that seems great. Boy, I gotta admit, they let me down. Uh, really? It was one I had for a long time and just could never get off the ground. I, I put like actual money into it, and the land base was good. Yeah. Um, and just like it just never really worked, but um, but like kind of Big Tuck alluded to, what we thought we would do is we still have some colors that we haven't talked about yeah. on the path of thirty two, but it's either <laughs> not interesting, we're saving them for a particular time or um, a particular I, deck as well. Yes, yeah. so uh, we actually did an Abzan on episode eleven of Bruise wow. and Builds, which was my Carador deck. Uh, and so what we thought we would do is now as we go through, if we don't want to talk about one of the colors we haven't done, right. look through the list, figure out one that the other person had done, evaluate our own color combo for that deck and see if they're different, different strategies sure. or even, oh, these are both graveyard centric decks, but how do they divert in different right. directions? Yep. So why don't you read uh, what Kethis actually does and... Uh, yeah, give us a little highlight sure. on the deck. So, so Kethis, I think, is pretty good. Um, he was released in M20. Uh, he costs just straight Abzan. That's white, black, green. He's a 3-4 elf, elf advisor. And I have seen builds of this floating around that are elf-based, which I think is insane, but what do I know? Um, legendary spells you, ca you cast cost one less to cast. And that's really where I've leaned into on yep. this deck. Um, he also has an ability of exile two legendary cards from your graveyard. Until end of turn, each legendary card in your graveyard gains. You may play this card from your graveyard. So... I, I've kind of straddled the line here, and again, like since I broke this down from the old bad deck, sure. I didn't really put in too many graveyard strategies. I don't want to lean too much into that. Um, but from what I played it, and I've only really played this a couple times. I just built this in January, I think. And you said you've never seen this out in the wild, never. right? So um, the way I kind of play it is you kind of just play good legendary cards that kind of feed into each other. There's a couple cards in here that deal with the graveyard. I haven't really tried to focus on that too much, mostly because it's exile. Sure. Um, and we talked about uh, two weeks ago with Plukronos about how like when you're exiling cards from your graveyard, sometimes you have to like make a decision of, ooh, do I like potentially have ways to get that back? Sure. Or am I going to bin that? Am I going to build these lands? Um, the times I've played this, really, <laughs> that hasn't even come into effect. Like, really? you pretty much just become the arch enemy. <laughs> I don't know why. Probably because you're casting Planeswalkers and other like big beefy legendaries for cheaper. Um, but yeah, like it's it's a deck that this is a deck that you know I wouldn't bring to like a hard hitting table. If I see people, you know, I'm sitting down local play group, I'm like oh these guys are coming out for blood, I'll probably leave this on the shelf. But like Plane Chase is a great one for this. If you're just kind of messing around, right? Like if I'm kind of if I've already had my fun today and I'm like I just want to play Battle Cruiser, big things, sure, fun. Um, this is kind of the deck for that. So I know you haven't seen this out in the wild, but what yeah. do you think just looking through it? Yeah, so I, I actually played against one on Commander 99 about a month ago. Oh, really? Um, yeah, and I mean, it, it did some stuff. It, sure. It didn't wow me. Yeah. Um, you know, but I, I have seen Kethis played on Game Nights. Uh, your boy Jimmy is the one oh, who actually piloted wait, it. The very one that I'm coming for? Uh, I think so. <laughs> uh, and I mean, it, it did some cool stuff. So I actually looked at this to just make an additional Abzan deck when it was previewed. Yeah, right. But then the more I just thought about it, the more I've, you know, kind of started to put finger to key. Oh, like it. Um, I don't know. It just it, it just seemed very linear to where 
if you don't have this kind of good engine going from the graveyard, yeah. it's just kind of Abzan good stuff. Yeah, there's and, there's and I'm not a big good that. stuff sure. fan. Uh, I mean, considering the Yarok deck we did three <laughs> to four weeks ago, that's just good stuff value right. down, and I never play the deck because right. it's just boring. Yeah, and like I think so. That's one of the things I like about this is that this it is there is a little bit of good stuff to mm -hmm. hear, right? Like it's kind of like the greatest hits of these colors when it comes to planeswalkers and legendary creatures. The legendary tribal does give you does kind of open you up a little. I did bit. see your girls in the East package. Mm -hmm. <laughs> <laughs> you are white hot. Ooh. Ooh. Hit. <laughs> well, why don't we go ahead and uh, well, I guess you know one thing. CMC three eight nine. Yeah, it's got, it's it's up there. But um, your commander's a reduction of right. One. That's so, that's why I thought. So you could kind of almost say it's a three three nine because I would say if your commander's just reducing it by one, say fifty percent of the cards that's going to apply sure, to yeah. you. So it's really a three three nine. Right, and you have like a couple other ways to cheat through there um very budget friendly i know right like under three hundred dollars so which is kind of like again it's kind of my build style and everything and i do have a beer here which i think we might have talked about once but i was really trying to find a legendary beer if you okay. will and um this is one of my favorites that's ever been brewed it's out of toppling goliath which favorite is the, that's ever been brewed this is one of my favorites of all time yeah it's wow incredible. so um it's out of Toppling Goliath, which is in Decorah, Iowa, well known to the public. <laughs> um, but they it's a sweet can, yeah, it is. So they actually, this is the first beer I think they ever came up with, and they partnered with the Field Museum in Chicago. Um, and they have in the Field Museum, they have the most fully intact dinosaur skeleton of a T Rex, and it's called Sue. So this is called Pseudo Sue, and that's why it has this on it. So um, it's very crisp. If, if, for those out there, it's a pale ale, but it's got. A lot of hops to it, so I'm guessing I know what's going to happen here, but give her a try. All right. Yeah. I don't, I don't like that. I know you don't. Uh, I, I don't hate it as much as other ones. Yes. Um, and you know what's been happening is with this quarantine, I've been drinking more Tank 7s. Oh, sure. Uh, and I wonder if that's changing my palate because that didn't taste like straight trash <laughs> it's so it's got a an acquired taste they it's, say it's, yeah. a, it's a pale ale so like a lot of like the super hoppy stuff that you hate this sure. is like probably like let's say the one that you hate the most is a five this is probably like a three on that sort of scale maybe a little lower but it's super good um and you can get it you can get it for you know 10 bucks for a four pack or something along those lines so cool we're gonna get you a double up. ipa one of these days and you're gonna love it yeah, oh, yeah. <laughs> you're finally gonna break <laughs> well guys uh let's dive into this big tuck being your deck why don't you start off okay. with the ramp and the grain bill so i hate to do this but i'm starting with a land loser what you do it all the time <laughs> you dork but it's okay when i do it oh is it yeah okay fair enough well you, i can't beat that so our insults um, have come to loser and dork <laughs> or what about hoser uh i'm also gonna try to say cuss more often the word cuss like no maybe, cussing way maybe jack wagon <laughs> or hill jack so um we we're talking about a card where it's like hey can't afford 30 dollars for an ancient tomb Playing legendary? You okay with them coming to play Tat? You sure are. We're talking Un Tai Dake, the Cloud Keeper. Nice. Legendary land. Uh, it comes into play tapped, as we had mentioned. Tap, pay two life, add two to your mana pool, spend this only to play legendary spells. It's And it's $2.72, which ironically thought was almost too expensive for me to buy. <laughs> uh, <laughs> but it, it made the fit. So um, it sucks that it's only legendary, but there's yep. like most of the cards in here that you want, you want that. Sure. Um, it ramps you. And again, the, the one time I played this and it went really well, I think I had four lands that had, I think I had every color in this, and it was explosive. 
Like, I got kept this out, and it just pushed me super far through. Life in this deck doesn't really matter. Um, I think you kind of you can kind of get to yourself where you're, you can come up the board a lot. Sure. And again, like we've talked about, two life is nothing in 40. Yeah, in, it's, in 40 a, it's a resource. Ahead. So I have a question, though. So you have this card, another land, and a talisman in your opening hand. Do you keep it? So you can't I, use this so, to cast so your mana rocks. I, so actually, I did put this in here. You really need to be careful with your mulligans in this deck, I've noticed, okay. right? And um, I don't think we're we're going to talk too much about lands later, um, but there are a lot of legendary lands in this deck just because if they get killed or sure. whatever, you can, or you can cycle them through. Um, they're... The problem with a lot of legendary lands, especially the more budget-friendly ones, is they produce colorless or some yep. variation of colorless. Um, unless you completely luck out with guys cradle, <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah, love to have one of those. Yeah. Um, so no, I wouldn't. I, and I think this is kind of like the same thing with like Temple of the False God, right? Okay. Like if you're kind of newer and you see that in your opener, you're like two mana, I'll get five lands. Sure. Uh, maybe not. So you do you kind of look at this card like Temple of the False yeah, God? Yeah, pretty much. Okay. Where it's like if I have something where you know if I have some legendary spell that costs five and i have three lands in hand and one of this is one of them it's mm -hmm. like ah pushing it um i hate that it can't cast your commander i mean it pays for the commander tax once but it doesn't yeah. help you speed him out any further um it's just kind of more this is like could be a spice a little bit because it's like you can sure. cut this for you know anything and and see a similar thing but this is the only deck i've ever owned that could actually play this <laughs> legitimately yeah um so yeah so like i, I like i said it's two bucks even in worst case scenario, it's just going to be trade fodder. So yeah, that's fair. It, um, it has not to it has not to this day bit me in the ass for playing it. Fair enough. Yeah. So uh, what, what do you got first? So my first one's actually a very boring one as well. Um, it's it's explore. Oh sure. Uh, this is <laughs> this is a good card that honestly I don't see played that often in our play group, and that's kind of yeah. shocking to me. So explore guys is a colorless green sorcery. You may play an additional land this turn. Draw a card. It's just very... <laughs> it's just I, efficient. Yeah, I, I really look at this card as worst case scenario, two mana draw a draw card. In green. In green. Or best case is two mana, play another land, and draw a card. So really, yep. it only costs one mana to draw a card. Yeah, and I agree. And to, and to your point, Mr. Combo, this is a pretty lackluster grain. It's yeah. kind of just like kind of bread and butter. Um, the, thing that, the thing where a lot of people will be like, well, if you're playing... You know, if you're playing a deck and you want to ramp, like rampant growth, you're guaranteed sure. to go find something. You know, nature's are guaranteed to go find something. But as made mention, like I play a lot of legendary lands in here. Yep. For that reason, and the fact that this is any land, I think makes it higher. Like there's been yep. times where I casted Sky Shroud Claim and failed to find. Sure. You know what I mean? So um, I think that in this deck it really shines. It's also less than a quarter, and yeah, lands matter stacks. Places itself. The worst the worst one though, the worst feels is when you top tick this and you're like, I'm gonna make my land drop. I got this. Then you hit it and it's like a nine drop. The only thing I do wish is I wish that this could be fodder for Kethis. Yeah. For the right. exile. I wish that it yeah. didn't have that legendary clause on the exile as as well, but I still think it's a good card. That, and, and that's like so. and again, like that's what's tough with this deck, is like how much I, I think when you're building it and looking at it, you really gotta think of like, okay, how much of this do I want to care about the graveyard? How much of this do I want like just a good just, deck. Just, just something to do, sure. right? And I think I think especially you see that in the grain profile, um, which is kind of a bummer, you know. But I think there's some there's some there's some more interesting things down the. Pike. Oh, we'll get to them. Oh, well, well, well. what's your next one? All right, so we talked about this one before, but uh, the first time I actually built this deck, I um, was gold fishing, and I got to cast like four cards 
on a turn on like turn five. So uh, we're talking Joyer's Familiar. This card, we've talked about this before, so we don't need to get into it. It's four colorless for an artifact creature bird. Uh, historic spells cost one less to cast. Artifacts, legendaries, and sagas are historic. It's a good card. Thank, thank you very much. Uh, whatever committee came up with making Planeswalkers legendary, yeah. so that helped. Um, we don't need to get too far into this. I only did I did this solely, solely for this bit right here. So if we said that Joyra's Time Bug is Joyra's Jitterbug... Does that make Joyra's familiar? Joyra's Foxtrot? It's Aurora in 20s. <laughs> Lord. Deep, deep cut. You're not plus by the. Not, nope, nope. Wow. Just cold. Yep. Just a cold heart emotions looking at me. I'm going to stick to the facts. And I like this card. Uh, no, I, I think this is a great card. Yeah. Uh, like you said, you've built the deck. Now, you know, the only thing I would be a little worried about is. You actually have a lot of non-legendary stuff in the deck. It's true. So this could be very situational. could be very situational, yes. So that's the only thing I'd be scared of to where if you play this deck more and you're like, oh, yeah. I need to be a little faster because I'm not doing anything until turn six. Right, yeah. This would be a card to swap for just another mana rock. Yeah, and like, and again, like I'm trying, I'm trying really hard not to do that. Um, and the one I played, like, I think I played this twice in the same day. And like one time it was like, I couldn't get lands. And I was yep. like, I, I got nothing. And then the next one I was like, oh, I have like six planeswalkers. And now I'm like, I'm unstoppable. <laughs> and like all this like gummed up the board stuff. So, sure. um, yeah, but I do like, I do like Joyer's Foxtrot quite a bit. Um, I, I think you said it does work in your Sisse deck too, right? Joy is familiar. Yeah. Uh, I will. I think that's actually one of the ones that we, we're recommending or gonna cut something like something that. Like that. Okay. Sounds yeah. very familiar. Yeah, yeah. It, it's not in the deck anymore. <sighs> I know. It's just so much better now. <laughs> uh, all right. Well, my next my one, one is a very cool card, and I think it would do some major work in your deck potentially because we're still teetering on this whole legendary right, yes. thing. Uh, Kamal's Druonic yeah! Vow. So this is X green green legendary sorcery. So you can only cast this, guys, if you also control a legendary creature or planeswalker. Look at the top X cards of your library. You may put any number of land and or legendary permanent cards with a Kavrana cost X or less from among them onto the battlefield, put the rest into your graveyard. So that can possibly know, it's, bite it's, you. It's, it's scary. It's scary. Because you could still do it for 10 and only get two things. Right. Exactly. And end up binning, we're not going to talk yeah. about it, swords to plow Right, share. yeah. So uh, like, uh, the other like utility cards. Yes. So, uh, but it's a, it's a cool card. I, I think that is definitely a direction you should build into the deck. Right. Uh, I don't know how many legendary instants or I don't, know, I don't know if there's any. Uh, or legendary, so. like, legendary artifacts that are mana rocks as well, right? Yeah. Like, it's, it gets tough. And like, the the same players at, at Star City Games that bit me on the first build of this made another one of this that inspired me to do this. And I think theirs was like straight legendary. Yeah. And I think he won. So yeah. but like I I don't know. Like and that's and again, like that's a problem where it's like there's probably a better there's probably some variation of something that's legendary that's the swords to plowshares, but it's also swords to plowshares, like yep. the best removal spell in the game, right? Yep. It's like, do I really wanna I think like and and to your point, um it's already has it already has a high CMC and it's like I mean, I'm not making a four five just to like stick to legendary rule. Yeah. So that's like where it's hard to build around, you know. Um, I think this card is really good. I think I like the fact that it does get lands, which like Genesis Wave doesn't. Correct. I don't think. So um, worst case scenario, you could just go 
like digging for lands and then even if you can't cast the spells you can put them in the graveyard sure so and and kind of fill that but but see the only thing i don't like is that your non-legendary stuff has no functional purpose in the graveyard I'll, so oh, yeah for sure so i'm actually not recommending it for one of my ads my bottle capping but a card you may want to think about slotting in here to take advantage of that non-legendary stuff in the graveyard is pelucranos just because you could the new one yeah oh, because yeah. you could exile your non-legend stuff just to out, get them back out ju yeah. just to have something i've been to looking do. to figure out where to I can put them in a deck so i'm on board with that too and i know <laughs> i know you're white hot for him as well oh yeah well what's your last grain so this is one that's an interesting sp uh, when i first saw this i think this was this kind of came to the light in lord Windgrace. okay and when i first started reading this i didn't think it was that good um, but the more I think about it, the more I like it. So grapple with the past. That's mine. Is too. it really nice? <laughs> I got in your head, and I knew you would do Damn that it. one. Because <laughs> <laughs> I'm not. Gonna, we're not gonna talk about Liliana Vest for the ninth time. <laughs> um, but yeah. So I think. What do you? Th so colorless and a green. It's an instant. Bend the top three cards of your library in your graveyard, and then you may return a creature or land from your graveyard to your hand. So I don't know why. I can't like put my finger on why this card didn't jump out at me at first. Well, I think it's because once again, you are segmenting away right. a decent sized piece of your deck. Um, say, sure. say you're on the 36 lands, you're probably running 15 to 20 creatures. Well, right. there's a 50% chance that you're gonna be binning stuff. Stuff that I can't you use. You can't even right? use. Yeah, exactly. And that kind of goes back to my Pelucranos comment. I think you need to find more ways, and people have to, with this particular card, find other ways to functionally use their graveyard, sure, and not yeah, just, yeah. oh, I hope I get something. Because mm -hmm. uh, if you don't want to live on hopes and prayers, <laughs> grapple with the past, because uh, it'll ruin your future. Ooh. Oh, ooh. Nice. Wow. Where did that, where did that come from? <laughs> I don't even know. <laughs> Uh, but I think it's that's like you're possessed by a dead crazy person. <laughs> but I think that's the reason it doesn't yeah. jump out is because it is a essential gamble that you could get nothing. Correct. Yeah. Um, and the only other only other time you would cast it is if it's like, well, I have a banger in the graveyard. Right. So no, I don't even care. It, it what doesn't I even play. matter. Right. And it, like, and again, it goes back to the hard part with this deck where it's like. I think the counter argument can be made where it's like, I don't care what I've been because I can just exile it and play it later, sure. right? But like, I don't know how much I play into that. So um, I honestly just had this lying around and I was like, well, I have to have some sort of graveyard filling yeah. mechanic. And I just don't know. Like, I think this is really good Lord, Lord Windgrace where it got reprinted, right? Mm -hmm. Like, I think it's like a slam dunk in there. Yep. Um, I, it's, but the problem is like, if you're looking at those kind of decks, like it's not as good as Mulch. It's not as good as Seder Wayfinder, sure. right? Like, it's kind of like in this weird middle ground of very like there will be times where you play this and you're just like it's like uh diametric right where it's like there's times where you play this and you'll be like that's the worst card i've ever played in magic right <laughs> and then there'll be other times you play it it's like this won me the game yeah right like late game or otherwise so i know the grains kind of are, are not too exciting but it's kind of out again like this a lot of these were from the deck from before so what can you do uh well you know guys we wouldn't uh do you any different? Of course, we do a Big Tuck Ghost of Girlfriend's Past deck. <laughs> I feel like this one's the first. This this coming into it has the least relationship issues of any other decks that have been like this. So, well, guys, that's gonna wrap up the Rampant Grain build. Now we're gonna head over to the board state and hot profile. I'm gonna kick this off. Yes, please with do. Another legendary sorcery. <gasps> we're talking Yogg Moth's Vile Offering. Nice. 
Four colorless black. Once again, you can only cast it if you have a legendary creature or planeswalker. Sure. Uh, but it reads very cool text. Mm -hmm. Put up to one target creature or planeswalker card from a graveyard onto the battlefield under your control. Yeah. Oh, oh wait, sorry, I'm not done. Uh, <laughs> destroy up to one target creature or planeswalker, and then you exile Yawgmoth's Vile Offering. So basically, you pay five mana, get any creature reanimated, and you're destroying a creature in a planeswalker. Which is already good in, in and of itself, but imagine doing that for four, because yeah. it's a legendary. Yep. <laughs> so Very good. I just, I wish these legendary sorcerers, I get it, they're super... No, I wouldn't say overpowered. They're super powerful. Right. Uh, I wish they didn't get exiled. I know, right? Which kind of blows. You know. But I mean, like, it, it's also weird because, like, if you think about this card being exiled, like, how are you ever going to recur it? Right? Call it a oh, combo like, breaker? No! But uh, I, I do like this card a lot. Um, one thing that I, I don't really like about it too much is that there's a lot of uh, Vorthos about this. And also, <laughs> uh, suck it, Vorthos nerds. Uh, no, but I think it's really cool, right? Like, so if you think about it, reanimate or um, bring from the grave is four, which just gets you a creature from the graveyard to the battlefield. Well, right? what, what's Beacon of Unrest? Five. Five. Yeah, right. Um, and then, like, murder, if you will, is three. Or, <laughs> or, or actually, the better one is Hero's Downfall. <laughs> I actually murdered today. No way. Are you serious? Yeah. You cast it? Oh, yeah. <laughs> You you are so attached to that card. It's incredible. Uh, but like so, even paying five for this, I think this is like I still think this is a lot of value, right? Like, yep. imagine getting back an Elspeth or a car or an Ugin or whatever or Eugene or whatever you want, yep. right? Um, I think it's got a lot of utility. I don't know. Do you think that there's other decks that you would run this in besides something that, that was that was this focused? Yeah, because honestly, I think Commander. You always have access always, to yeah, a legend. Sure. Um, and this could just be a good utility card. Right, yeah. And it's only 50 cents. Sure. So if you're like, you know, I need another removal spell in my deck. And, and I want to get... And, and, and it costs one black. Right. So, oh, great point. Yeah. So I'm, I'm going to pay 50 cents. It only takes one black pip. I need another removal spell, so maybe I don't want to do murder because I don't want the double black. Sure. Um, and well, I already I'm have not a fool. <laughs> and I already have the other ones in my deck. Right, right, right. Sure, I'll slot that in because you think about it, a five mana removal spell is on par for a not great removal spell. Agreed. And, so and, and, and now you're getting like, stuff stapled to it. Well, and to your point, it's the same thing where it's like, man, I play like, am I playing enough graveyard recursion spells? Like, oh, I don't know. Like, I could probably use one more and like. Same sure, argument, but right? it, but you know what? I'd even put this in a non-graveyard focused deck, right? Because it's anyone's graveyard, mm -hmm. so stuff's gonna get destroyed. Totally agree. Uh, well, what's your first hot? So I think this is a card that you were white hot on, and I have literally not seen played except for one time in your deck. Um, it's a planeswalker. It's uh, the OG one, Vivian Reed. Yep. So three colors, green, green for five uh, loyalty, legendary planeswalker, Vivian. Um, this used to be like $20, right? So I think it was a standard play. Well, yes, correct. Um, and it's crazy to think that M19 is no longer in standard. I know. So um, I think I think she's kind of... Well, anyways, I'll read the abilities. So plus one, look at the top four cards of your library. You may reveal a creature or land card among them, then put it into your hand. Uh, put the rest on the bottom of your library in a random order. It's kind of fine. You know, like, I don't think that's too exciting. 
Minus three, destroy target artifact enchantment uh, or creature with flying. Real good. Very good. Yeah. Um, and then her minus eight is you get an emblem with creatures you control, get plus two, plus two, vigilance, trample, and indestructible, which is insane. Mm -hmm. So I actually kind of view her, um, and I'm guaranteed we're not going to talk about her because we've talked about her a gazillion times. This card is to me is like the mono green Vraska. Sure. If you will. Where it's like the the middle ability is the one that you're really playing it for, yep. right? Like I'm playing this instead of another ru removal spell. Sure. And then the ultimate is like game winning if you yep. can get there, right? It's very similar with Vraska. Um, I like the fact that she filters a little bit. Um, I I don't know. I like her, and I think the I think the way that this deck actually is going to win is just going to be through the red zone, right? Yep. Like. You're going to keep churning out enough big enough creatures to start out-muscling the other players. And having this as a backup, even if you are doing it like point by point by point, um, is pretty good. I like the idea of just like minusing her right away. And then if she dies, you can exile the cards, play her again, mm -hmm. that sort of thing. So Yeah, and that was going to be my point is... I do agree the minus eight, the emblem, is a game-winning emblem. Sure. So you could honestly play this and, okay, well, there's really nothing I need to blow up, so I'll just keep ticking it up, ticking yeah. it up, ticking it up. And if I get at the emblem, cool. Uh, if I have to down ticket, okay. Right. And if someone kills it, I don't really care. I'll exile two things, right. recast her for five. Let's exactly. try it again. Yeah, and like, and like I said, we're not going to talk about Vraska, but again, I just think that these, like, these sort of, like, I don't. I guess she's probably kind of fringe-ish now, right? Has Vivian played a lot in Commander? I mean, I don't see her a lot. Yeah, but you have her in your Elf deck, right? Because she helps you cycle cards. Uh, no, I have the other Vivian, the Flash Vivian. Oh, right. Um, but like, I just liked her, and like, I thought this card was cool when she got previewed. Um, she finally dropped in price to five dollars, and again, like I said, trying to play more Planeswalkers. Yep. So yeah, I think the only thing I have against her is she costs five. Five, yeah, or if you will, four. Sure. So that's the other thing to think of too. It's like for five, uh, it's a little slow, right? But for four, uh, kind of getting in a little better value range. Or if you have Joyra's Foxtrot. <laughs> Jeez. Three. Uh, well, I'm actually, the next one I want to talk about is the OG Commander. I want to talk about Anathenza the yeah! Foremost. So she costs just straight abs and white, black, green. Uh, legendary creature, human soldier, 4-4. Four, four. Uh, whenever uh, Anathenza attacks, put a plus one, plus one counter on another target tapped creature you control. Uh, if a creature card would be put into an opponent's graveyard from anywhere, exile it instead. So she's your graveyard hate. <laughs> it's your favorite It's your favorite card. Yeah, I love it when uh, we talked about this on a news segment months ago where I... This was this actually... Absolutely I, metagame. I, ironically, this was the actual commander than the deck that I played that you hated so much and then I transformed it into this monstrosity. Yeah, so I like because I always think it's good to have some sort of graveyard hate for your right. opponents. Um, the plus one plus one, I think, is irrelevant. I don't. Yeah, like I like I do like the fact that she's three for four four. Right, like that's okay. Well, and you got to think about it this way: your graveyard opponents are going to want to waste resources Correct. to get rid of this, and she she is cheap enough at three CMC that you could exile two things, cast her again for three. Not a big right. deal. Uh, you could continue to have access to your basically rest in peace for opponents. Correct. Yeah. Uh, throughout the game. Right. So. Or like get her with the Yagnoth's Vile Offering, like you just. Said, oh, that'd be um, like the worst Yogmoth's uh, yeah, offering you, you, have be, you, have to, you have to be pretty bleak to bring this back. But yeah, um, and again, I know you never played it, but she used to be a work 
Ibex, I think, is in the thing. <laughs> uh, in Tiny Leaders, she was like unbeatable. Tiny <laughs> Leaders, get ahead of yeah, here. I'd like, look, there's always you can always hope and dream, right? That at some point. So, what was the back. thing with Tiny Leaders? I thought they had to be power two or less. No, no, no. Or uh, CMC three or less. CMC three or less. Right. So she is the commander. I'm thinking a popper. Pop, popper is just Uncom- commons. Oh, just, just commons. commons? Yeah, yeah. Okay. All right. Well, what? get together. No, <laughs> I, I do like Anafensa quite a bit. Well, what's your next hop? So, um, I have a question for you. Are you a big fan of 80s sort of disco sort of alternative? No. Absolutely not. Well, and I have another question. Have you ever worn a red flower pot on your head? No. Okay. Because if you had, I'd tell you you're going to be ready to crack that whip. (laughs) (laughs) We're talking about Whip of Erebos, baby. Yes. Love this card. What? You're... You're also not blessed. It, it's 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 good. Why don't you go and read what the card is, okay. and we'll we'll talk about it. Two colorless black black legendary enchantment artifact for uh, a rare out of the original Theros block. Creatures you control have lifelink. Um, so it also gets the ding from uh, Kethis. Two colorless black black tap return target creature card from your graveyard to the battlefield. It gains haste. Exile at the beginning of the next end step. If it would leave the battlefield, exile it instead of putting it anywhere else. Activate this ability only anytime you can cast a sorcery. All of your creatures are legends already. I don't like that you're paying four mana tap and then exiling, and then exiling them. them anyways. You don't even get to keep them. Now, if this could have, that, it wouldn't fit the theme of the sure. card. But if it was just pay four mana tap and you could get whatever you wanted from Back. the graveyard, yeah, yeah, yeah. then that offers a lot more utility. I just don't think it's good for this deck. I did, so I'm kind of on, I can be a little on the fence with it too, right? And like, I think the, I didn't put this in here because I know you'd yell at me and I would yell at myself of Nylia's bow or whatever, <laughs> the attacking things get death touch. Um, but like, I, the thing I like about this is lifelink is big, right? Sure. Like I like getting like getting health back. It's really my only source of gaining health back. Okay. Um, so you're saying we can cut it because it doesn't fit the theme of the deck. I appreciate <laughs> sure. that. Sure. I'm actually okay with getting cut. Um, but I just really like this card and like I've tried to find home for it all over the place. It's really hard to find a home for this. In yeah, it's 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 tricky but like still i still like the idea of i think if i focus more on the mill strategy i think this card could turn more into an all-star even if it's just a legendary coming down and, and tutoring for something else which we'll get into later um or potentially like a closeout uh mostly i just like it because i think it's a sweet card <laughs> and i can understand maybe this isn't the right deck for it but yeah three color or um three mana for something giving everything death or sorry lifelink which is weird because it's black, but here you go. With the ability of potentially bringing back a creature for like one big swing. Sure. I kind of like it. Yeah, so, you know, I mean, if you had a bunch of non-legendary creatures in the deck, I'd be totally on board. This would be a good card in my Shirai deck to be able yes. to get the non-power two or greater back out, back yeah. out uh, even if it is just for that it's turn, that turn because right, it's a yeah. Butcher Amalek here or something, right, something, something very impressive. Sure. Uh, but in here, your commander c- can do it. And I would even argue that a lot of your creatures, for the most part, aren't even that mana heavy. That's so, true. Yeah, I mean, a lot of these I'm looking at fours, fours, fives. Sure. So it's not even like maybe you're getting a discount because, oh, well, all my legendaries right. are CMC seven or, or more. So I don't know. It's fair. I just wanted. I just. I. I thought about this and. Uh, You're like I had one and I need to find a home for it. I forgot it. about uh, in a forgotten bit from the show. Uh, shower thoughts. Oh wow! <laughs> in the shower today. I haven't had that. In a I know. While. Right. That was like first five episodes. I stopped. I stopped showering evidently. So, <laughs> but that was it. I just want. I want to do the Devo bit and uh, talk a little about the whip. 
Well, I want to talk about a slightly expensive card. What? Uh, we're talking privileged position. Oh, two colorless Silencia, Silencia, Silencia. So you could pay either green or white three times. It's an enchantment, and it says other permanents you control have hexproof. The reason I think that's important to point out in this deck is because since you are doing a lot of legendary creatures, sure. most of the time, I, I would go out on them say 80% of legendary creatures have very relevant abilities. Correct. Hence yeah. why EDH exists and they are used <laughs> as your commanders. If they were just vanilla trash, you would never play them. Right. Um, and so you want to protect your stuff as much as possible. Right. Um, and this literally happened to me when we talked about the 40 life and a dash a couple weeks ago when I was on Commander 99 and I had a token copy of uh, Shalai Voice of Plenty and I had the 1313 Demon Dude. Mm -hmm. They had to waste a removal on Shalai first, oh, then do it again on the 1313. And I think that's what this card kind of does because sure. hopefully you'll have enough stuff out here where it's like, we got to do something. So now I'm going to have to burn a Return to Dust get rid of that right. and something else, uh, you know, because it's a twofer. And yep. then I'm going to have to waste my swords to plowshare on the creature because this value engine just can't be contained. Right. So a lot of people would argue privileged position should maybe only be an enchantment decks. Yeah. And I disagree. That was, so that's like, that's kind of how it started, right? Like this is a holdover from the enchantment one. Yep. I, I had one, I think I got like the guild packs or whatever that this was in. Okay. Um, but again, like to your point, also planeswalkers are. I got planeswalkers in here that do stuff. Yep. Um, there's just a lot of things in here where I don't want to be targeted by removal. Mm -hmm. um, and I don't know. I think I think this one's really good. Um, I think there's. I think that it works well in this deck. I think there's other decks that it might suit better. Sure. But still, since I had one in, and it's just like. Yeah. Why not? Like, why? Uh, like, like this is one of the few non-legend things correct. in here. Like from a permanent perspective, I guess that it's yeah. just like. It makes absolute mm. sense because almost a lot of the stuff you're going to play permanent wise outside of your mana rock are going to be very good. Correct. Whether it's yeah. oppressive or game winning, value town, yeah, absolutely, whatever. Absolutely. So it well, just sucks that it's not legendary. Yeah. I mean, like, what can you do, right? <laughs> what, can you do? <laughs> what can you do? I'm actually surprised it didn't make it legendary. So that way in standard, because right like, now you can just play two. And oh, then sure. they, yeah. everything has hexproof. Yeah, so, absolutely. Um, all right. Well, what's your last? All right, so I say I went. Uh, I say my best for last. I think we talked about this card in cutting earlier, uh, many many moons ago. So I, this probably might be the best card in the entire deck. Hmm. Um, it's a it's a blue card. I don't like very much, but I like this card a uh -oh. lot. So we're talking Urza's Ruinous Blast. Yeah. Four colors and a white uh, legendary sorcery. I have all three of them in the colors that I can. This is the third. You may cast a legendary sorcery only if you control a legendary creature or a planeswalker. Exile all non-land permanents that aren't legendary. Yeah. Backbreaking. Yep. <laughs> like this, this is the best card in the deck by a country mile. There's like by the time I cast this, I don't care about anything that I'm gonna lose that's not legendary. <laughs> like all oh, those mana rocks and privileged position. Okay, you're gonna lose everything except maybe your commander. Yeah. Like that's a gamble I'm willing to take. Um it's 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 on curve with like fumigates and those other board wipes, sure. which I like as well. Again, you run the you run the problem of potentially not having like the legendary to cast it, but even if you did, you wouldn't cast it anyways. It's just a complete monster. Yeah, no, I 100% agree. Um, I mean, I run this in my Atraxa deck, I believe. Um, I wish I could run it in my Sissé deck. Uh, oh, yeah, because it's permanent. <laughs> uh, but no, this, this card's great. Uh, it's still at 55 cents. 
And I, if you can do a board wipe that is exile or right. put to bottom of library, you always go that option. Exactly. Destroy is just going to put stuff in the graveyard, which we're literally talking about a deck that wants right. stuff, in the, stuff in the graveyard to redo it. So this being an exile effect is fantastic. Now, you did already point it out, and I'm just going to point it again. It would worry me, even though it apparently doesn't worry you, about losing all your mana rocks. Because yeah. cause then all it takes is one of your opponents to go to their turn. Okay, Wrath. Sure. And, um, and now you're casting maybe a thing a turn. But, like, that's still... They still have to burn that at that point, right? And then, like, we're all back to the same playing ground. And also, I think I want to put more Planeswalkers in here at some point. So, okay. And a little bit more things along those lines. So Could you see this becoming another super frenzy no, I don't type think, I don't, People build it that way. Um, I don't think so. I don't want to do another one of those. Like, Planeswalkers just take too much thought. <laughs> <laughs> And, and as they mentioned at the top of the cast, like this is just a deck I kind of like to shuffle up and play. Um, yeah, I guess that would kind of suck, but again, I, I haven't. You could go uncommon Planeswalker Tribal. No. <laughs> yeah, I can't wait to play. One ability. I can't wait to play the Wanderer for five or Kaya, whatever it is, for six and exile one thing. The, to, sink, to sink in the values. But no, I, like this and another card we'll potentially talk about later, I think are the best cards in the deck. Um, usually just a massive board sweeper. All right, guys. Well, that's going to wrap up the board Satan hot profile. Now we're going to head over to see how this junk diver Ooh, can win games nice. with winning in yeast. Dig it. Tuck, give us one. All right. So <laughs> another, another one. Another one. <laughs> um, so along the same lines as the last card we just talked about, um, this is the last legendary sorcery I have. Uh, also very good. And shout out to Mikhail. The guy we used to play with who now lives in California, Primeval's Glorious Rebirth. It's really good. I just never see it work. I, really? You've yes. never seen it? So, five colorless and uh, Orzov, white, black, legendary sorcery, has the same restrictions as the other ones. Return all legendary permanent cards from your graveyard to the battlefield. It is absurdly good. I mean, so, have you actually done this? Ooh. So I feel like Not, the issue with your deck is you're exiling legendary stuff to cast. Sometimes, yes. But again, like, I don't know enough about... Like, this deck hasn't found the through line for that yet, if you okay. will. So, but no, I, ha I actually have done this one time in my dragon deck. and it, Well, <laughs> yeah, dragons. Yeah, if you were going to do it that. But actually, I cut it from that dragon deck because I want to focus on less legendaries because they're oh. so expensive. And I want to be like, okay, I can't just sit here until turn six and then, like, <laughs> sure. dump out my hand. Um, I think this card is... I think this card's really, really good, but again, it kind of goes back to the same idea of how do you want to play this deck, right? Like, if you're if you're really focusing in on uh, Kethis' first ability, like I am, sure, this card's actually not that bad because you'll probably have a yard full of stuff. People are gonna start picking off your planeswalkers and other sure. legendaries, that sort of thing. And then this is kind of like the oops, like I'm back again, <laughs> and I'm gonna trigger six planeswalker abilities in a row. Um, I again. The argument can be made with these legendary sorceries left, right, and center about how they're kind of risky and frail. Sure. But I don't know. I, I like it a lot. Like in the, in the build that I have, and granted, I've only cast it, I've only played this deck twice, and neither time did I ever use any of Kethis' ability except for his first. <laughs> so it's kind of the middle ground. But I, I like if you're playing a legendary kind of deck that can actually run permanence or run non permanence, I think this, I think this is a big winner. Yeah, no. Uh, I, I I wish I could see it actually work on my Atraxa deck because obviously people are picking off my Planeswalkers. Do you left, have right, it in there or no? Yeah, absolutely. And you, it's never worked for you? Never worked. Really? I'll have it and maybe have two Planeswalkers That's in it? the yard. Oh, yep. man. But like, but, like, I think it's, again, one of those other cards where it's like, 
when this happens, it's going to be like the thing. It's going to be like biblical. You know what I mean? Like it's going to be the kind of thing that we're going to be talking about. It's going it's to be biblical. Well, the next card I want to talk about is very biblical. Oh. We're talking a planeswalker. <gasps> Frasca Relic Seeker. This one mine too? Yeah! <laughs> so this is four colorless Golgari, black, green, legendary Planeswalker Frasca. Uh, and it comes in with six loyalty. She has three abilities. Um, I want you to read the final one when we get to it, because okay. that's that's the reason I picked it. Right. Plus two, create a 2-2 two, two black pirate creature token with Menace. Menace is worthless. Really, it's plus two, create a blocker for Vraska. <laughs> Correct. Uh, minus three, destroy target artifact, creature, or enchantment, and then create a treasureless artifact token with sack this artifact, add one mana of any color your mana pool. Okay, cool. Let me just, you could do this twice in a row right. with the loyalty she has coming in, and you gain two mana back, and you're getting rid of two artifacts, creatures, or enchantments. Yeah. That is amazing. But I actually think this last ability, with the if you build this deck the right way, can happen multiple times correct. in a game. Yes, you are correct. So, so the last one is minus 10, which again is on the third turn after she comes down. Yep. Uh, target player's life total becomes one. Oh, no! It's, it's bonkers. So I, like... This card, I remember when it first came out, I didn't think it was anything that exciting. It's just, it's not exciting because it costs six to play. Correct, yeah. Or five, if you will. Or four, if you will. Thank you. Really? Are we, are the we, fuck are, shot. Are, We're doing it again. It's a, it's the triple, the triple triggers. Um, but like, so to your point, when I played this, when, when, when I became the arch enemy, as soon as I played this and triggered it twice, it, there, everyone's like, this, this deck's gotta go. Like everyone focus on this or else we're all screwed. I was like, what are you talking about? You put two people to one? Uh, no, I didn't put anyone to one. Oh, because, oh you just mean you plussed it twice. Yeah, and I was oh, just okay. like, and I, that's literally like almost all I had, right? I had a couple of the planeswalkers, a couple of the legendaries, sure. and people were just like, ah. And I was like, ah, I can only do it once. And then a uh, friend of the show, Dan, was like, no, he can just get it back from his graveyard. <laughs> and you're well, like, you know damn it, Dan. Damn it. Uh, but, uh, but again, like, much like her slightly little sister, I think this Vraska really fills in a lot of slots, right? Yep. Like, blockers removal game winning cons like yep. and this card's only at two dollars now it's really good now granted if you want to build a competitive sort of deck it's probably too slow correct like although, well, i mean you could put it in a competitive deck you just have to run a lot of ramp a lot of fetch a lot of artifacts but it, but it does pass the doubling season test oh because yeah you can play it and then just minus one someone immediately and kill them with the tracks though yeah no i totally agree man well what is your next yeast uh, what do we have here? Well, that was one of mine, and this is my last oh, one. Oh, yeah, your last one. So, um, this is, I'm going to choose one, because these are my favorite cards in these deck. Okay. And this card, when it was its previous version, almost won me a game by itself. <sighs> I think I know who you're talking about. Which one? Their partners? Well, one of them is. Yeah. So uh, we are talking about Virtuous the Field. <laughs> oh, them. Okay, I thought you were about Crab and Ragna. No, no, no. Which no. I don't even understand why they're in the yeast. Because they're legendaries and they cuss and rule. Sure. So, okay, All so. Right. Uh, Ver- Veritas. Veritas? Veritas. Veritas, there it is. Veritas. Veritas. <laughs> Veritas Availed is a two colors and black uh, legendary creature, Azra Assassin. Highly relevant. Uh, Azra. There we go. Azure Tribal coming in hot. Battle Bond Season 2. Uh, <laughs> partners with Gorm the Great, which actually I kind of like and I'll get into. It's a 1-1 one, one Death Touch. When it deals combat damage to a player, that player loses half their life rounded up. Yep. So, uh, like... Friends of the cast, you could say. Indeed. 
Um, and friends of Mr. Squee. So I mostly put this in because it is kind of a win con. Like you can kind of sneak in damage kind of, every once yeah. in a while, right? Which is great. But more, moreover, I just put this in because I love partner with. Sure. I it's my. I don't know. I don't know if it counts as a mechanic, but I just love the idea of it. Right. Like you can slam into a deck. They cost less. They tutor for another one. It's super cool. Um, I do like the other comp. I do like the other two better. Just because they they're a value train in and of themselves. Ugh. Well, you don't like them? No, not in this deck. You don't think so? No, I don't think you have enough life gain. Well, with uh, the whip, I do. One card. <laughs> so, anyways, um, no, virtuous is like a really good card on its own. He's a lot better with his partner, which you can go tutor. Sure. Costs less. Like doing this for two is a lot better than. I like the three. fact that you can tutor. Right when you when you cast them, so, and then if one of them's already died, you get a free shuffle effect when, when, you, when it comes back so, out. Like, what I'm really hoping is, like we've talked about this on the cast before, where it's like I really, really, really hope that they come out with more of these partner with commanders. Sheldon already basically said it. No, he's well. He said partner, sort of. But they're not going to do, do partner again because then that opens up the whole again. thing. Yeah, because I, and I think that's when we kind of talked about asking about the development of partners right. and how they missed some mm-hmm. of the CEDH ones. And it's like we couldn't try every single combination and in every single deck. That's just too much. Right. So I think basically reading between his lines <laughs> and what he wouldn't say, uh, the, the Wizards will only do partner with. And if they bring out more of them. I would love it. Like, yeah. I just love that mechanic. I think it's so fun. Um, so this is more of a love letter to the partner wits as opposed to just this card. But like I said before, this card held the entire table hostage one time many moons ago. So got to give him a shout out. All right. Well, my next got? one is another Planeswalker. Oh, we're talking Soren Vengeful Bloodlord. Yeah. Two colorless. Uh, Orzov, white black, drew a drew a, drew a forty. Uh, <laughs> legendary planeswalker Soren. Ooh, even the stained glass one. Yeah. So I love how you don't like you always claim that you don't like mark the card type, but yet you did it for this one. If I like have one that's like absurdly different, then yes, I will do it. He's feeling fancy. Yeah, I he was. Is. Uh, so it comes in with four loyalty, and as long as it's your turn, creatures and planeswalkers you control have lifelink. So it's one of the war enchantment combo planeswalkers. Uh, plus two. Soren deals one damage to target player or planeswalker, and then you also substantially gain a life. Uh, but I think you're probably using it more for the X ability. Minus X, return target creature card to convert a man to cost X from your graveyard to the battlefield. It's a vampire in addition to its other types. Uh, Absolutely. Liter- literally saw that card do that ability a couple weeks ago on Commander 99's stream where he was playing. In Kethis? Yeah, in Kethis. Really? Yeah, he ended up blocking because he was going to die or take a lot of damage. So he blocked with his uh, Shalai and then just oh. minus X and brought it back. <laughs> so, uh, yeah, I think, it, I think it does a lot of things that you want. It's right. gaining you life. It's uh, maybe picking off Birds of Paradise sure, or, or like things. Keep, or like keeping another Planeswalker from Ultimate Team. Sure, right? like sure. Getting like there. So it was, this is more of one. Again, it's just like I had a legend lying around. Yep. And like this card for four is good. This card for three is amazing. Yeah, and uh, you can also look board. at it this way. As you play it for four, you move to your combat to gain some life. And right. then you immediately do the minus uh, four. Right. And then, you know, get your four CMC other thing back. Absolutely, yeah. So, so at like... This one, I think this, I think this planeswalker is really good in 
this deck, I think he's really good in normal vampire decks because they don't have sure. a lot of ways to gain life there. Um, this is the card when we were playing with a uh, former friend of the show, Mikhail, when he got to pull a Citadel for like four turns in a row, if you remember that. Yeah. Yeah, we all fun. we all fun memories Well, no, that, that was a combination bolts of Citadel and Necropotence. Oh, yeah. Oh, my God. Because he'd look at it, and if it was a no. land, he'd just pay a life yeah, to get exactly. rid of it. exactly, <laughs> and bin it. What a scumbag. Uh, yeah, no, scumbag I like, Unite. I, I like that one a lot. So, again, cool. it's nice to have the single last one as well. Well, and then the last one I want to talk about is really your only tutor in the deck. We're talking Thalia's Lancers. Yeah! I think this is crazy. <laughs> Criminally underplayed. I completely agree. Uh, it's three colorless, white, white. It's 50 cents. And we've talked about it on the show several mm -hmm. times, yes. Creature Human Knight, first strike, 4-4. Four, four. When it ETB, search your library for a legendary card. Reveal it, put it Period. into your hand, yeah. shuffle your library. Well, you go get one of the legendary sorceries we've talked about. Sure. Legendary land, legendary Everything. planeswalk. It's just, it's so much utility. Like, I run this in my Atraxa deck as well. Because I almost feel like uh, when you do a Super Friends deck, it's very similar to what Kethis wants to do. Yes, I agree. To, yes. to where now that everything's legendary, that type of stuff can kind of go back right. and forth. And I mean, this is basically, it's basically a worse diabolic tutor, but at least you get, you basically you get something out of it. You yeah. get something out of it. You get a right. first striking four, four and maybe, well, this deck doesn't, can't really do it, but there can be <laughs> ways that, you know, he could die and then you maybe bring, bring it back, it back. Tutor yes, for something absolutely. else. So. No, I, I think it's really good. Um, what do you think? So, I've been, I have a spare copy of this, and I've been trying to figure out what deck to put it in. What do you think the legendary what number do you think, needs to be? Yeah, what do you think the target is? I don't think it has to be big. Like I mean, 10? I, I run it in my uh, Karametra deck. Really? Yeah, and I mean, I got Avacyn, Sigarda, the Melding Angels, Kozilek. Uh, Guy's Cradle. Guy's Cradle. I think that's about it. Yeah, because... Seven. You just got to think about it. You, I think it could go into any deck where your legendary thing you're tutoring for is going to be oh, backbreaking. Back yeah. Now, I think the scale is starts to plummet once you start getting more legends in there. Once you're at 15 or 20, it can just be like, oh, well, this is just a tutor. Yeah, but right. if you're going to have it at a deck where there's only like maybe five. You got to make sure that they're You, you got to make sure that yeah. they are bangers. Yeah, like for a Kozilek, sure. for example. Absolutely. So, the Thalia's uh, Lancers is awesome. Well, that wraps up. Oh, yeah. And the cool thing about that is I think I got a bunch of my copies from Target when they had those like little cube boxes. Oh, right, they had yeah. the promo ones in there. Oh. <laughs> I, yeah. And I think those are even worth less you, than the non-promo. You are a sucker for a promo. Yes, <laughs> I like, am. If anything. Uh, well, that wraps up, guys, the winning in these package. Now let's head over to Spice. I am going to do this one. Some justice. This, this, was, this was pretty lean on the spices. Very so lean. Very lean. Um, and there were some that I just thought were too boring to talk about. Yeah. Um, and actually, I'm kind of, I have a question. I, I'm going to let you do yours uh, after yeah. I do mine. And then I'm going to, if you don't talk about it, I have a, I'm curious why this is in spice. <laughs> but the one I want to talk about is Vivian's Arcbow. Ooh, that's a good one. Uh, that's colorless green, legendary artifact. You can pay X, tap, discard a card. Look at the top X cards of your library. You may put a creature card with the mana cost X or less from among them onto the battlefield and then put the rest on the bottom of your library in a random order. So the thing I like about this is that you can feed your graveyard yes. with legendary stuff to exile and be able to cast other things. Um, and the card that you would get doesn't have to be a legend itself. Mm -hmm. It could just be a creature card. So I just talked about Thalia's Lancers. Right. If that ended up, you did five and that was one of the ones, you can still do it. it, 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 it there's a lot of feel-bads when you're pigeonholed into Correct. an archetype. Yeah. And the nice thing about Vivian's Arcbow is you're not pigeonholed into anything. Right. It's, it's, it's like to your argument earlier about... Um, 
Kamal's Druidic Vow. Yep. Where it's like, yeah, you might hit all your good stuff that's not legendary, and you're like, oh, this sucks. But it, this one at least gives you the option of hitting something different. Um, and they go to, on the bottom of your library and not the bin like Kamal. Correct. Um, and also, uh, discarding a card, you know, if you have a legendary land that's just garbage or sure. whatever you want, you can bin it there. Um, I think this is, a, this is probably a premier card in the... This is. I think this is a good card in this deck. It's a premier card in the one that's a little more graveyard centric. Sure. And a little probably like heavier on legendary creatures as well. Yep. So you can hit that over and over and over again. Mm -hmm. Well, no, I totally agree. Well, what's your spice? So I think this is the one that you were probably talking about. Okay. And it's legendary enchantment. Nope. Oh. Oh. Here we are. Um, we're, ta <laughs> we're talking profane procession. I mean, this doesn't make sense either because this should be in your hops. It's 100% so, interaction. I agree with you, but here's why. So profane procession is a colorless, uh, a white, and a black. Legendary enchantment. Um, three colorless, white, black. Exile target creature. Then if there are three or more cards exiled with profane procession, transform it. Um, and it transforms into uh, Tomb of the Dark Rose. Tap, add one mana of any color, two colorless, uh, white, black. Put a target creature card exiled with the permanent with this permanent on the battlefield under your control. So the reason why I put this in spice was because um, I like this because it's legendary, right? And like it, the cost is a little overcosted, you know. Sure. It kind of is whatever. But I saw this one time, and the only time I've ever seen this card in the wild ever. Okay. Ever was when I did a cube draft in Fort Collins. Okay. And some guy had this, and I could not beat it. So why is it in spice? Because it's like a spicy card. Because like we talked about, it's things that we remember and all that stuff. But it's usually like remember it. It doesn't fit the theme of the deck. That absolutely fits the theme of the deck. Well, and also when I first put it in here, I thought it was profane command, and I was like, what the hell is this doing in this deck? <laughs> <laughs> but moreover, I knew that no one would talk about it in hops, and I wanted to talk about it, so I put it in the spice. Oh, just so, oh, so you're, you're breaking our own categories just no, so you can talk about cards. It's also just no, kind no, of a spice I get it. Card. I get it. Big Tuck lives in his own. I, well, I'm already the villain of this podcast, so I might as well live up yeah. to it. But, like, um, I also think this is a card that you could easily cut with, like, a zillion other different sure. things in there, right? So, so that's the other thing. The one I was curious about is Thran Temporal Gateway. Four colorless legendary artifact. Pay four, tap, put a historic permanent from your hand onto the battlefield. Why is this in spice and not in green? Uh, I just want to have more than two spices. <laughs> <laughs> God. We're so bad at this. It, 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 is, uh, it is definitely a grain, but it's also, like... The other thing I've noticed with this is like this is also sort of that with that like card. Vivian's Archbow I can get because you like you said you right, don't yeah. do a whole lot of the graveyard stuff so it's like okay it's fringe fitting the deck yeah and like this one it's like I've had this I haven't seen it but it's also like I have enough I have other cards that cost for Duck Legendary so it might be the, like this happened this has happened before in some deck I was playing where like I played Quicksilver Amulet sure. and I was like I don't even want to use this because it's like because I can cast things more efficiently mm -hmm. or they have like cast triggers and that sort of thing sure so mostly I put it there just because I thought it was a cute card yeah I knew no one was going to talk about it um, and I think you can sort of take it or leave in this deck um, I think it should stay personally but it's, again this goes back to how you want to build it right this is this says nothing this really helps with Kethis's first ability this does nothing with his ladder ability mm, gotcha so again if you're trying to like put things in the bin this card doesn't really help you there 
All right. Well, that's going to wrap up the spice, guys. Now let's head over to how we can get this deck more focused one way or the other uh, in a bottle capping. These are going to be big tucks and eyes, cuts, and recommend recommendations to the deck that are under 5 bucks, under $50, and a personal recommendation. Only restriction is no mana, only lands. Big Tuck, since this is your deck, why don't you start us off? What's your under $5? Add, and what card are you going to try to make room for it? Sure. So I'm I'm actually going to cut. We didn't even talk about it, Creeping Renaissance. Oh, yep. So three colorless, uh, green, green. Choose a permanent type. Return all of cards of the chosen type from your graveyard to the hand. And has flashback for seven. Th this was a holdover from the enchantments. Yeah. So I, it doesn't need to be in the deck. No. <laughs> it doesn't, it's costs a lot. And you don't want to just fill up your hand with the 20 cards in your graveyard that are all legends. And then exactly. you're to discard and then, down and the hand And have nothing. Size. Exactly. Yeah. So... I'm actually going to cut this for a card that I just found out about today, which I'm pretty excited of. It's called Time of Need. So, colorless and green. Search a library for a legendary creature card. Reveal it. Put it into your hand. Shuffle your library. Wouldn't you just rather do a worldly tutor? Well, yeah, but that costs a lot of money. It does? Yeah, it's like 30 bucks. What? Yeah, look it up. All right. Well, keep yeah, talking about I, I this I tried one. to buy one. It's like it, min 20. Yeah, so um, that's that's one of the reasons why. And also, Worldly Tutors goes to top library. Sure. Um, so this one, the way I look at this is like, this can almost be like a two for one, where I, I like the partner commanders, or I'm sorry, the partner with creatures. Sure. So you could go tutor one of those, put it to hand, play get it, the other. get to the yep. person, and you could sequence this right with Kethis. Um, this is potentially kind of a dead card later in, in the game. If you've already run out all your good stuff and it's in the graveyard. Yep. Um, but again, it's Magic Christmas Land. It's, we're, we're, all, we're only living in Magic Christmas Land here. Um, so a buck thirty-eight seems like it's pretty good, even though it's from Kamigawa, which is my least favorite set. But there's Honestly, so much, there's so many cards in there. We so just need see, see a draft some. There's so much legendary crap in Kamigawa. Um, so I would rather have. I'd rather let Kethis. So this is what. Three mana, cheaper than Creeping Renaissance. Let's my graveyard be my graveyard and can go tutor for something that could be a response or something like that. Or sure. Something along those lines. So I just saw it today. Thought it was really cute. Never seen it out in the wild at all. And thought it'd slam her in. So what do you got, what do you got for me, Mr. Right. Cabo? So I am going to cut another card we didn't talk about. A Johnny Unyielding. Interesting. I, so, I almost talked about this guy. Yeah, so this is four colorless Silencia, green-white. It's a mythic. For loyalty has three abilities. Plus two, reveal the top three cards of your library, put all non-land permanent cards revealed this way into your hand, the rest on the bottom of your library in any order. Okay, fine. Sure. Uh, minus two, exile target creature. It's basically Swords of Plowshare. Yeah, right. Minus nine, put five plus one plus one counters on each creature you control and five loyalty counters on each other planeswalker you control. Here's where I kind of look at this card. The minus nine to me is irrelevant sure. because... You're not going to have that many creatures where that's going to be that big of a difference. Right. So basically, you're paying six to have a Swords to Plowshare twice in a row. Sure. Or maybe an every other turn Swords to Plowshare. I don't know. I, I, right. I think it's your deck is too all over the place, and this doesn't help that at all. And, and to your point, I think this deck, I think I like this is an easy cut from this deck, in my opinion, to put this into Super Friends mm -hmm. or in my regular friends, rather. There we go. Like, yeah, because like I want the card draw, I want the exile, and I have access to colors in this, like mostly black, that yep. help me do that. So, what do you got for me? So, I got a new card. It new card. just came out, and Theros Beyond Death. It's not a legend, but I'm trying to make you more focused. Okay. We're talking Grave Breaker Lamia. Oh, yeah. Four colorless black, enchantment creature, snake Lamia, lifelink, say you need the life, to 4-4. <laughs> four, four. 
And when it ETBs, search your library for any card and put it in your graveyard, basically in Tomb, and right. then shuffle your library, which I think can be good. Sure. But then spells you cast from your graveyard cost one less to cast. Yeah. With Kethos out, now that stuff, if it's legendary, is going to cost two, two less, less to cast. cast. And then you got Jorah's Familiar. It's three <laughs> less to cast. Uh, uh, Jorah's Foxtrot, thank you very oh, much. Sorry. Uh, and it only costs 28 cents. Wow. So I think, I think this is a card that you could go spend a quarter on. Right. Put it in, see if it does anything, and if it doesn't, you probably have Find something else, else yeah, to put absolutely. it in, uh, or you wouldn't even feel bad just throwing it into your bulk and right. maybe and you'll like, uncover or like it. Or throwing a draft years. or something. Yeah, sure. I agree. So like, um, I I think this if you want to streamline this deck to be a little more graveyard heavy, I think this one's definitely a slam dunk. Uh, it didn't it didn't occur to me that the spells also stack the the last thing of spells you cast from your graveyard. Stacks with Kethis as well. Yep. So, seems pretty good. Seems yeah. pretty good. And, and, you know, going to this, it's technically going to lower your CMC by one, sure. going from a six to a five. So, yeah, I, I think this is one of those cards that and I, like, think, I think I want to start doing this. When we do the bottle cappings, yes, I want to find the big, splashy, expensive stuff because right. usually that stuff's really good. But when we're trying to take a deck that doesn't have its identity flushed yeah, out yet right. let's i want to try to find some stuff that's very right. cheap like under a dollar right, to right. where it's like hey big tuck go spend three bucks on these three recommendations and let's go put them in let's just see yeah, if it works happens. play it a few times just like with uh with your golgari deck where it's like hey these are the things i think that you could do to make it like more right like more graveyard and, and more land space absolutely well what's your under 50 what are you cutting so this one's kind of boring but it's really good and i this is i'm cutting a card i like for a card i like a lot more but never have had a chance to actually see it work okay so i'm gonna actually cut mindstone Wow. I know. It's all one of my right. favorites. One of my favorites of all time. Um, and I'm going to slot in Mox Amber. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Just infinitely better. Yes, infinitely better. So for those five people out there that haven't seen a Mox Amber, it's a zero drop legendary artifact. Tap one man of any color among legendary creatures and planeswalkers you control. It's so good. And I mostly want to put this in here because I remember when you used to be able to pick these up for like $6. They're mm -hmm. 20 now. Yep. It's insane. Is that hella expensive? Is it Pioneer or did people just figure this out? I mean, it could be Pioneer. It did come out of what Dominaria? Mm -hmm. um, yeah, I don't know. I guess we should ask uh, Duffman. Oh, the or Duffman. friend of the cast, Will Duffman, Duffman. playing Pioneer. But yeah, no, like I think this card is really cool. And like as soon as Moxley Amber got spoiled, I was like, okay, I got to figure this out, right? Like, is this yep. something that's good in every Commander deck? No, no, decidedly not. Um, but is it in a? Do you have this? Oh, it's wait, in my yeah, god. You deck. do it, yeah, exactly. Right. It's so. not in my Atraxa deck, and I think that's probably because I'm not I'm not so legend heavy that I'm right. always going to get something well, out of and, it. And even from that, like in that deck, you're like slow. You're kind of doing like a slow cruise on it, where it's yeah. like you're you're starting to like get into your rhythm on like turn four, turn five, sure. when you actually start casting your legendary stuff. Yep. Whereas this, like having a three drop in the command zone, is like all right. Easy enough. Yep. Um, and also, Mindstone doesn't help accelerate into Kethis any better because nope. he doesn't require anything. So, and at least this is something that you can exile with Kethis. Absolutely. Yes. Um, oh, actually, you could exile two other things and just play it for free. Ooh, that's kind of nice. I like it. So it's it's a slam dunk. Um, I don't know where I'm gonna find twenty dollars for this deck, but, <laughs> but we'll figure it out. And and also, if you want to really pony up, the promo is forty four dollars. That's the one I have. Real, well, shocking. Well, I mean, I got I, shocking. I got it for like. 15 or $20. Yeah, back in the day, so, right? Yeah. yeah. Brutal. All right, so my under 50, I'm going to cut a card that you'll immediately have a home for somewhere else. 
We're cutting Phyrexian Arena. <gasps> okay, it's fine. Colorless black black <laughs> enchantment. At the beginning of your upkeep, you can draw a card and lose a life. I, I, had, I had it. I, again, I had an enchantment. Sure. I didn't have any other card draw, so. I, I'm going to give you a better one. And Wolf it's legendary. Citadel? No. Uh, Reki, the history of Kamigawa. Legendary creature, human shaman, two colorless green. Whenever you play oh, a legendary yeah. spell, draw a card. Yeah, that's and it's really a one-two. <laughs> yeah, uh, you can always get them back with uh, Kethis if needed. You can exile them if needed with Kethis, and it's just whenever you play a legendary spell. Sure. So instead of when you've talked about this, where Phyrexian Arena. You have to get a lot of draws yeah, got, out of yeah, it to yeah, really get its value. Yes. This guy, I think you're going to get immediate value. I, out I agree. And I also see you went to the... Again, we've seen each other on the expensive page of this tech on EVH rank. <laughs> so, no, I'm familiar with them. Uh, the only, like, I agree with that for the most part. I First, even have one you can try out if you want to try out. Because I had bought it for my god deck when I thought... When I was... A bad magic player. When you were planning on casting more than one spell a turn? Uh, no, when I thought I could do my Sissé ability oh, and, and get it. Oh, and draw? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because I, I was like, oh, play. I'm playing it. Well, I think, no. uh, to your point, like, like I, I do like the idea with this card where you're cutting a non-legendary card for a legendary card yeah. already out the gates. No one's going to target this with removal. He's going to die to a board wipe, maybe. Sure. Like... Phyrexian Arena, people target. Yes, this agreed. no one's gonna target. I agree, and like and like I said, I will have a home for Phyrexian Arena. Although I'm shockingly starting to, I'm kind of I'm coming with Mikhail, where I don't think it's that great. I think it's still a great card. You like it? Yeah. yeah. I I think it's got I think in the right home it's got a right place. I mean, like Orzov, sure. Oh yeah, slam yeah. dunk. Rakdos, slam dunk. Yeah, it's also probably true. Although, but they have access to the Theodore of Horrors. <laughs> bad card. How All dare right. you. What is your personal recommendation ad, and what are you going to cut for it? Okay, I want you to actually go first. No, you're going first. Damn it. All right, so I have a three-way tie. <laughs> well, you got to pick one. <sighs> what are you cutting? I definitely. I think I'm going to cut Traxo Scourge of Karug. Okay. So um, I think it's. I, I like this card. I think it's. It's, cute. it's, a, it's spice. It's cute. Hundred percent. It's it's a yeah. very cute card. Um, four colorless for a 7-7 seven, seven trample, uh, legendary artifact creature construct. Traxus enters a battlefield tapped and doesn't untap during your untap step. Whenever you cast a Sorx Bill, untap Traxus. I think I think it's it's fine in this deck. If it wasn't an artifact, I would say leave it. Right. I yeah. And you can still have all the restrictions. It's just it being an artifact, it can be, it can be destroyed else. so many other ways. And, and I actually like him better as his own commander to play like That's weird. Oh no, it's awesome. Like a four drop uh seven seven that you can just like cast artifacts on tap and go in the red zone with. It's like it's pretty good. I've seen I've seen some budget builds of him that are pretty solid. Um I saw him played in uh Brawl four years ago or three sure. years ago and it was it was brutal. So I, I was trying to figure out what the most top end addition I could put into this was. Okay. And I I'm still torn. What are you doing? What do you do? I think I have to do this one because I don't own a copy of it, and oh God, it's so it's so hard. Uh, Three, two, one, go. Carn liberated. <laughs> <laughs> That's good. I don't I don't own a copy of it. Um, so and and again, Carn's very good. So for those who don't know, Carn liberated is seven mana plus four. Target player exiles a card from their hand. Minus three exile target permanent. Minus fourteen. Restart the game. I, I got a foily one that I just I, pulled out. You, I, you want you want to buy it off of me? From what? Pulled it out of Atraxa. You did? Yeah. 
I used to have it in there because out of part of the infinite combo is to restart the game. Right, yeah. But I have so many other ways to end the game <laughs> that I, I think I cut it for Oko. Oh, yeah, that makes sense. What'd you put it into? Nothing. It's sitting in a binder. What? Put it into your colors. I already have one in there. <laughs> Mr. But, combo problems. Yeah, exactly. So um, the only reason I wanted to put this in here is because I was like, okay, I have an unlimited budget. I don't own one of these. Sure. And casting them for six probably seems pretty great. Yeah. Like um, this plus four, it's plus four is good enough. His minus three just eliminate something out of the board is good. Um, minus 14 puts them in the bin. And then if you really want to get crazy, there's a potential that you could cast them again. No, you. Oh wouldn't. no, you exile him. No. Just you restart the game. Oh yeah, yeah. <laughs> Minus fourteen. There is no getting back from the graveyard and doing it again. So, the game's restart. So, um, I this is my cutest pick okay. out of the three that I could have gone with. So it's all right. Yeah, I I'm mean, not, it, I'm not excited. Once about again, it. it doesn't do anything for your deck. Outside, outside of the fact it's legendary <laughs> and exile target permanent correct yeah i mean that is nice because i mean i would pay 3.5 cmc to exile a permanent correct um so th that's good i'm disappointed i think you could do better I had, I had other ones that were better and much more cute what, but what, I what, what were the names of them uh so one of them was to say okay just go tutor any legendary sure. card is a slam dunk and then my cute like my fringest one was fremercool God, get out of here. <laughs> I'm so upset. Yeah, I thought so. Uh, all so. right. So my personal recommendation, you know I was going to cut this. When you were building this deck list, you knew I was going to cut this card. We're getting rid of Gideon Jura again. <laughs> we are on a tear. It's a bad card. No. Three colorless. My, my, my boy. Like, you're just going to have a stack of these when we're done. I already do. <laughs> Three colorless white white planeswalker Gideon comes in with six loyalty plus two during target opponents next turn creatures that player controls attack Gideon a fable Woo! minus two destroy target tap creature zero until end of turn Gideon Jura becomes a six six <laughs> human soldier that stole a planeswalker prevent all damage that would be dealt to him this turn I told yeah. you I built this on shit uh, headline around so <laughs> yeah get rid of it uh, we're gonna cut it for a card that I did see do work on game nights uh, it is very mean oh no oh yeah like mr combo mean oh yeah oh we're talking mind slaver <laughs> uh it costs six colorless legendary artifact oh, four oh. tap sack <laughs> you control target players next turn you could like jimmy literally did this he got to a point in the game to where he's like you know what you are never taking another yep. turn and just every single turn <laughs> he casts mind slaver i mean it costs nine to do the rigmarole but we kind of talk about it when you're spending eight, nine, ten mana sure. that should win you the game, <laughs> and this can kind of do that. It, you could, it's legendary, so you could tutor for it. I, I do, I do love me some mind slaver. I have this in my Duretti deck, and I've done that soft lock where I'm like, yeah. okay, well, I'm just gonna mind slaver every single person at this table, and eventually you all will kill yourselves. So, <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, that's uh, it's two dollars and seventy one cents. It's I, not expensive. Well, and actually, it's even gonna be lower now. And actually, I might even crack this out of my own mystery booster box. Uh, I wouldn't be setting the bar that high. Because then you're just gonna get a whole lot of trash. <laughs> set, the, set the bar low. I, I don't. I don't even want a mana crypt. Yeah, so I oh, hope I pull agree. three. I don't care. I yeah, don't care. It doesn't matter. No, I do like the mind slaver. Um, and this again, I think this is like the win con of. I do like how on your recommendations you like focus more on the graveyard. Yep. So I do like that idea as well. Um, well, slaver. I mean that's just that's Kethis's thing. Yeah, right. I mean there are so many other better commanders you could play. If you're just trying to get mana reduction or extra mana. What, an Abzan? I mean, you could just do uh, Ramos and just do Abzan. 
Yeah, that's boring. We're, we're this is boring. No, if you're not going to do the graveyard, yeah, <laughs> I, do, I do like I do like the idea of putting more stuff into the graveyard. Um, I do like Mind Slaver quite a bit. I forgot the fact that it's legendary. Which I know, me too. A lot of sense. <laughs> Let's do the soft lock. I like it. So this is the kind of like again, I'm I'm usually con soft locks that sort of thing but mind slaver is too fun well and you to, gotta think to about it it costs nine to do it correct and you always have to exile two legends each time right. so eventually you're eventually you're, not you're gonna eventually be, able to. be able to run out of it yeah. but hopefully by the by the end of that you have enough left over where you can just battle cruise on in the way i like to win well guys thanks for making it until the end and as promised here are some details about our giveaway from our sponsor level one game shop we're going to be giving away a borderless garuk and oko from throne of eldraine to enter it's extremely simple just help promote the content we already produce you get an entry for all the interactions you do with us on social media and we will announce the winner on mtg action 4 news may 5th Sigma Oh, and social media soon after. And yes, I know what you're thinking. We're going to be doing giveaways each month. It could be sweet couple cards like this. It could be a deck. It could be a starter deck. It could just be a photo of the cast. Just kidding. We wouldn't do that to Sign. you. Sign. <laughs> oh, yeah. We, we would do that. You just have to see Big Tux and myself's terrible signatures. Um, it just really depends on what our sponsor, Level 1 Gaming, is going to provide. Uh, but you know what? We'd also love some positive feedback on whatever podcast platform you listen to us on. If you enjoyed it. Go ahead and leave it. If you hated it, well, kick rocks. Um, and if you want to know more ways you can reach us and uh, find out other ways to enter into the contest, here's how you can do that. You can reach me at Mr. Common Number Five on Twitter, all spelled out except for the five. Tuck Tuck, where can they reach? Yeah, yeah. They can reach me at Big Tuck Tweeting on the Twitterverse. Uh, you can reach our main account at CMD Tower on Twitter as well. You can also go to our website, cmdtower.com, uh, where uh, Big Tuck actually manages the site and actually puts together the, the deck list for this and the recommendations. Hey. So if you are more of a visual person, go check it out. Um, you can also find us on Facebook at CMD Tower. Basically, type in Chromatic Lantern, Mindstone. He doesn't have a D in the deck, so <laughs> screw it. Primordial. So there we go. So Tower.com. Uh, if you want to engage your awesome production team for your own future projects, how would they do that, Squee? Oh, you can find me on Facebook or Instagram at Rich Chaos Records. You can get at me on Twitter at Dear Squee. You can get at me at uh, email, I guess. If you want to get at me at email, it's Dear Squee at CMDTower.com. He does music, podcasts, they have a full studio. Um, obviously, during the quarantine, not going to be doing stuff in person, uh, but you can send stuff over the series of tubes, and he can do all that stuff remote. Don't send your germs over the tubes, though. I don't want them. If you want to support the show as well as hook up our sponsor with the orders you're already doing, head over to level1gameshop.com. When you place an order in the order notes, just type in CMD Towers if they knew that you came from The Collective. The Collective. Uh, outside of their own storefront, they do have that TCG store with over 99% accuracy rating and very competitive prices. And they also are the exclusive carriers of the CMD Tower playmat and sleeves, as well as everything else you need from a Magic the Gathering and game perspective. And definitely remember, guys, during this outbreak and everything that we're all going for, uh, you know, if you have an option to help support Level 1 Game Shop, we would appreciate appreciate yeah. it they would appreciate it they are you know a legitimate lgs yeah absolutely. Uh, so you know if um you know you still like using tcg player just make sure to head over to their store Another way you can support us is head over to our Patreon, patreon.com slash cmdtower. We have several different reward tiers from as simple as Discord access, where we're going to be uh, jamming games during the social distancing, <laughs> social distancing that we're all going through. Much of the collective have their own rigs as well, um, to even getting a guest spot on the podcast with your own sweet, sweet brew. Uh, also, each tier does give you additional entries into the Level 1 Game Shop monthly giveaways. Uh, we do understand, though, in these times, if you've been hurt financially and you can't support us uh, with money, 
totally okay. Uh, you know, just help share the content. You know, we just really kind of uh, appreciate any support we can get. Yes, take care of yourselves. And of course, thank you to Pink Royal for the music provided in this episode. R.I.P. So, Big Tuck, Kethis. It's going to be legendary. <laughs> uh, wrapping it up, how do you feel? You know, uh, going, you know, talking through the deck. Yeah. You've only played it a couple times. We had, a, I think, a fairly good capping. Where I do agree, you think this yeah. deck stands now? Um, I think it kind of stands in the middle still. Like, I don't know if there's a way that you can really build this to be something where it's going to be super, you know... I don't know if this is ever going to be a deck that's going to be my first pick every time. I think if, uh, if I'm trying to have fun, if I'm trying to just, like, relax a little bit, I think this is still going to win it. Um, or insofar as like the deck picking, um, I don't see this not becoming. The problem is, is, like I don't see this not becoming an arch enemy deck. Like once you start the, the train rolling, um, people are gonna figure it out. But um, no, I, it's way better than the last one. I think he's kind of a uniquer side of Abzan. So um, I think it's something you can build on cheap if you really want to get into legendary as well. Yeah, you know, I, I think you're gonna have to if, if you're recognizing the deck that it's going to be a arch enemy. Um, you got to lean, lean, lean into it a little bit more. And you got to focus it. Yeah, you, you, for sure. You, you can't be in the middle of a couple different routes right. and have the opinion that you're the arch enemy deck and that's the way that you're kind of getting targeted. Right. Because then if you stay in the middle and then you're arch enemy deck, you're never going to have fun gonna, playing yeah, the deck. Exactly. So you're going to have to focus it one way or right. the other. Am I going all legends? Am I going, I'm going graveyard? graveyard? Yeah. Um, and I mean, you are in the premier colors for staxy type effects. Oh. <laughs> uh, well, you know, I mean, if people are constantly yeah. targeting you, you know, I kind of did that with my commander esha mono white bird oh god deck uh as i did put you know right. the ghostly prisons of the world and even mind sensors of the sure. world because i know people don't want me to voltron them right so i gotta slow you I, down I think, somehow i think it's also just the thing where it's like i played the anafeza version of this a handful of times it was like this sucks and like i just never it never like found a home for me like as far as the deck goes maybe like, these colors are just not for you i just don't really like them to be honest. so um i like them all individually but I, I think this is also just a deck where it's like I've started to realize when I build a new deck I need to actually play it for like because usually when yeah usually, I know <laughs> I've been telling you this Big Tuck gets on me so much when I build a new deck and I play it play every, I, I play it at least once each 40 life and a dash for probably a month or two yeah. and he's like oh you're playing that again it's like this is the third time I've ever right. played the deck you gotta get a feel for it before you kind of either put it away yeah, in exile it. Yeah. or bring it back to the battlefield Ooh, so. I like it all right. Well, uh, I think uh, I need to go Disney Plus and chill. So see ya. See ya. Peace.